Uh, we have talked in the past about access uh, to health care and the difficulty sometimes that you have finding doctors, nurses in rural or remote areas of the province. Uh, we have some underserved areas in Ontario when it comes to health care. What about lawyers? What about uh, having access uh, to uh, a lawyer? Uh, the Federation of Ontario Law Associations has raised the issue at the Law Society of Ontario. Last week, it put forward a motion that calls for the Law Society to develop a strategy to attract and retain lawyers to areas of the province that are currently underserved. Uh, the motion that went forward is uh, non-binding, doesn't propose a specific policy, but it does start the conversation uh, Douglas Judson is the chair of the Federation of Ontario Law Associations and joins us now. I appreciate the time today. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. I mean, this is not something I've thought of before, uh, but it's an issue for doctors, so it stands to reason it would be an issue for other professions, including lawyers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, our organization speaks for Ontario's 46 county and district law association, and it's something associations, and it's something we've been hearing about for for years. Um, people talk about the graying of the bar. We talk about the bar aging, the lawyers, um, uh, the legal community growing older in many parts of the province without new people coming in to fill their shoes as they as they leave practice, and and that creates gaps in service in large parts of the province where people don't have anyone in their community who can advocate for their interests. So what do you hear from some communities about the uh, uh, declining number of lawyers in some areas? Well, we hear worry because uh, at the end of the day, if you don't have anyone in your community to advocate you, and, I, and I'm talking about key areas of law, like really basic stuff like family law and criminal defense that, that you would, most people would, would encounter, a, you know, at some point, either through you know themselves or through a family member that needs that, that type of, of support. Um, a lot of the practice areas most in need are those that serve vulnerable or marginalized people. And so even though there's a big push right now uh, to do more online, you might have heard that a lot of courts are using Zoom uh, to sit instead of going in person to the courthouse. All of those things are wonderful, but they aren't available for everyone. Not everyone has the technological ability. A lot of clients um, don't have access to mobile phones um, or don't have the skills to, to use those platforms. And so it's not good enough to say that we can just, you know, have a, have a lawyer attend from, from Zoom to um, assist someone uh, in Northern Ontario because there's no one there to act for them in person. So that's the problem we're trying to address. We, we think it's a, an important plank of access to justice that you have an advocate in your community who understands your community, who's best equipped uh, to represent your interests. Yeah, the, the virtual law aspect is interesting. I mean, I imagine it, obviously, there's some areas where it can help, but also it doesn't necessarily fill the void and maybe not necessarily hurt, but can have some issues that I guess we're now we're seeing here. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it really comes home to verse two and we're dealing with communities with more unique needs as well. Like uh, my practice is based in northwestern Ontario. Um, many people are working closely with indigenous communities and, you know, not just are there you know, broadband access issues, um, but it's important to have an understanding of those communities' history and to be you know, sort of boots on the ground to see what their experience of the justice system is in person, that you're just not coming in as a whistle stop um, on their screen for one afternoon to help them. But you have a bit of, a, of an ongoing relationship and that you also exist in the community where they're experiencing their legal problem. 
Is this something where people want to work in more urban areas or not as many people are going into the legal field? I would say the demand to go into law school is uh, higher than it's ever been. Um, but the, you know, it, it's, it's part of a larger demographic trend is that people move from smaller outlying areas to cities. Law schools are all in cities. Um, and, and once they get there, they often get funneled to larger employers. You know, they make other connections in their lives, and, and that tends to keep them there. Um, and, and then the motion we put forward to the Law Society, it doesn't really prescribe what the, what the solution is. There may be several solutions, uh, but wants to start a conversation. And I think the conversation needs to really engage what goes on in law school, what's our pipeline that gets people from the classroom into practice, and how do we expose them to some of the great work you can do in, uh, in, in smaller and uh, rural remote communities. Um, but also, we need to recognize that it's not just a problem that's in small places. There are some larger centers in the province where we don't have people going into practice in some of those key areas, where it's still hard to find a lawyer who will assist you in your family law matter or assist you in criminal defense, because people aren't going into that area of practice in that particular location. You kind of touched upon this before, but what is the the real you know benefit of having someone local who understands the community, understands maybe the unique uh, circumstances of uh, of a certain area? Well, the motion when we brought it forward actually attracted really widespread support, not just from the county and district associations. So, um, you're in London, Middlesex Law Association is the county law association there. We also attracted support from equity seeking bar associations. So, the Federation of Asian Canadian Lawyers supports our motion. And I, I think that what the, the important point to take home from that is that we're seeing communities of different types, whether they're geographic ones, cultural ones, or racialized ones, all recognizing that having lawyers who are in your community, who understand your community, uh, who can sort of walk hand in hand with you with your lived experience a little bit better, are better equipped to do the work of asserting your interests um, in, uh, in a legal matter. There could be, as you said, a number of uh, solutions here, but are you hearing some of those conversations you were hoping uh, to spark with uh, putting forward this motion? You know, it's been a topic of conversation. The motion went up for debate yesterday at the Law Society's general meeting. It passed 52 to 9, and so now we're on the other side of the motion where we're starting to share ideas. And And I'm in Toronto now at our annual plenary, and, and people are excited by what this might mean for attracting new lawyers to their neck of the woods. And already we've heard people saying, you know, can we give people a break on licensing fees? Can we do something um, with the annual fees that lawyers pay to stay licensed? Uh, can we look at creative ways of getting people licensed? So you might know that lawyers do something called articling, which is like an apprenticeship with a lawyer. Um, is there a way that we can improve the um, opportunities that are out there and advertised uh, to young lawyers to get them into those locations? So there, there's lots on the table. Um, we have some innovative examples in Ontario right now um, through the uh, the Boralaskan School of Law in Thunder Bay, which has a very unique um, uh, process you go through to get into practice. Uh, the Toronto Metropolitan School in, in, uh, in Toronto um, similarly has a more unique uh, custom-built pathway to practice. So I, I think we're getting there. Uh, the, there are examples of, of success stories that are out there that we can emulate, but we need to sort of take a, a whole of the legal industry approach to this problem because it isn't good enough um, to have a, a regulated profession that is here to facilitate access to justice if that varies by postal code. It's a really interesting conversation. Appreciate you joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank you.
That's a Douglas Judson, a chair of the Federation of Ontario Law Associations.